You're listening to a podcast from the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions. We've created this series of short audio pieces to introduce listeners to what we do. As historians of emotions, we look to the past to understand our feelings in the present. In this episode about compassion, Sarah Cheney asks what some stained glass windows can tell us about the histories of nursing, women and self-sacrifice. Would you expect compassion from a nurse? Most likely. Compassion is one of the six C's that all healthcare workers have to show today. The others are care, competence, communication, courage and commitment. Yet compassion is also what the six C's are supposed to lead to, compassion in practice. This puts one emotion at the centre of modern nursing. The Oxford English Dictionary says that compassion is what we feel when we are moved by the suffering of someone else. It leads to the desire to relieve that suffering. Yet this definition doesn't explain why the emotion is linked especially with nursing and not with medicine. Why don't we expect the same level of compassion from doctors, from surgeons or from psychiatrists? To understand this, we need to go back to the early 20th century, when nursing was just becoming a regulated profession in the United Kingdom. Five years after the Nurses' Registration Act of 1919, the College of Nursing moved into a new building in London's Cavendish Square. In the main hall, three specially commissioned stained glass windows lent an air of spiritual grandeur to the profession's new home. Designed by Welsh artist John Dudley Forsyth, they depict the three chief virtues of the nurse – faith, fortitude and love. Each window contains a cherub on a pedestal, surrounded by a wreath of brightly coloured flowers. Faith is gazing up to heaven, clutching a wooden cross in his left hand. Fortitude has one leg bent forward in a pose of defiance, his right arm holding a flaming torch aloft, the symbol of hope. Love raises both arms, spread wide in welcoming embrace. They are a telling glimpse into the place of nursing in the early 20th century and an interesting reflection on how we view compassion today. Faith has perhaps the longest association with care. On February 7th, 1837, wrote 17-year-old Florence Nightingale, God spoke to me and called me to his service. Seven years later, she determined that the best place to do God's work was in hospitals, caring for the sick. Nursing, then, had strong links with religious duty. Since the Middle Ages, nursing in charitable hospitals had largely been carried out by religious orders, both male and female. There were also practical benefits to a faith-based model of care. For an unmarried middle-class woman like Florence Nightingale to leave home to work as a nurse could only seem respectable if explained as a religious calling. By the late Victorian period, the self-sacrificing religious woman was also a domestic ideal. Love, faith and sacrifice were closely allied through the image of the devoted wife and mother who ignores her own needs out of love for her husband and children. In an 1881 Christian pamphlet aimed at working-class girls, Lizzie Blake or Self-Sacrifice, the young Lizzie gives up her dream of becoming a pupil teacher to stay at home and care for her father and siblings after her mother's death. Lizzie's sister Martha selfishly seeks independence by becoming a servant. The story concludes that There is no doubt, if all try to give up their own will and to think of others before their own pleasure, the homes of a great many would be the happier for it. All, of course, simply meant all women. The early 20th century image of the nurse echoed this idealised view of womanhood. A background of religious faith and love founded on self-sacrifice led to the assumption that the heroic nurse cared for others before, 
or even instead of, herself. These ideals are combined in the third stained glass window, fortitude. The link between fortitude and nursing in 1924 was a relatively recent one, emerging from the First World War. For the first time, trained nurses worked close to the front lines, in casualty clearing stations and on hospital ships and ambulance trains, as well as in base hospitals. By 1918, nearly 400 British nurses had lost their lives while on active service. The most famous of these, Edith Cavill, is commemorated by a statue opposite the National Portrait Gallery in London. The memorial column is inscribed with fortitude, along with devotion, sacrifice and humanity. Cavill was executed in October 1915 for helping Allied soldiers to escape occupied Belgium. Her death became a rallying call for the Allied forces. Murdered by the Huns, read an Essex County recruitment poster, which featured a photograph of Cavill. Enlist in the 99th and help stop such atrocities. Postcards and prints showed angelic, stylized depictions of nurses, romanticised images that bore little resemblance to the realities of day-to-day life and work for these women. Nearly a century later, the representation of nursing remains based in curiously idealised terms. The individual character of the nurse emphasised above and beyond the work that nurses do. And at the heart of this sits the idea that compassion is a natural female trait. Nursing remains a largely female profession, and nurses judged not to show compassion are not merely bad nurses, but bad women. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Queen Mary Centre for the History of the Emotions. It's part of the Living with Feeling project funded by the Wellcome Trust. We hope it helps you feel better.